The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, October 19th, and we are here trying to take the mystery out of your financial life, trying to answer your financial questions. Now, Mark, I have a funny thing to tell you, which um, came about because I was talking to somebody about taking a required minimum distribution. They wouldn't come on the air. So I just want to give you the, I just got the email back. So I want you to react to it before we get going with our callers. We do take the mystery out of your financial life, but now here we are, we're in October. People are talking about the required minimum distributions and they're all freaking out because, you know, account values are down. So um, this is from somebody who said to me, you know, I just asked my broker about what I needed to take out of my retirement account uh, for this year. And it's about $15,000. When I asked the broker, to uh, send me some, send me the money because I couldn't, you know, it would be nice to use it before the holiday season. He responded, listen to this, like, well, we have to sell something. This person writes back and says, you know, well, I thought that we would have at least the money in the required minimum distribution in cash. So here's the response. He sent me the exact thing from the um, broker. This is not a large account, so keeping your required minimum distribution would be a 10% allocation to cash, which until recently would have yielded a zero return. We generally keep a low level of cash, 1.5%, and the rest of the portfolio fully invested. When it's time for required minimum distributions, we raise money as needed. Otherwise, we should just process the required minimum distribution each year on the first and treat the remaining portfolio to be allocated with your guidance. What do you think about that answer? I would not be very happy. I would be livid. You know, and the person's like is basically said to me, is this rational? I think that's completely irrational, to be honest with you. I think that, you know, this is one of those things where brokers think they know better. Oh, yeah, we want to be fully invested. Well, if you need the cash within 12 months, why not keep it in cash? And by the way, this year would have been a fine year to keep it in cash. Next year might not be a good year, but it's like best practice to keep the money in cash. So I'd said fire. My response was fire the advisor. So anyway, do you think you should fire your advisor? Let us know. Give us a holler. It is jillonmoney.com. That is our website. Hit the contact us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. You know who's coming on the air with us today? Someone from the great city of Rochester, New York. It is Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? 
Doing well. Um, you know, I was just talking to the Rochester market this morning. Every Wednesday morning, I'm on a radio station in Rochester called The Buzz. So I still do terrestrial radio hits. And so I have fun with the Rochester audience. So I'm glad to hear from somebody from that grand city. So welcome. What can we do for you? I'm 59. I'm working full time. My wife is retired. She was a teacher and a vice principal. She's now retired. I would like to retire at at age 62 in like two and a half years. I mean, I like what I'm doing. I'm a computer programmer, but I'd like to do it part-time and kind Mm -hmm. of on my own terms, picking up gig work here and there. And I'd I'd love to do that at 62. So I wanted to get your take, see if I'm on track to do that. Before we go on, once one before we move on from that, what's the pension amount that your wife receives right now? She gets uh, $80,000 a year. So that's her pension. Oh, my God. And it's and tax-free New York. Taxable, federal, tax-free New York state, Correct. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about health care? And she is getting health care, her same health care plan that she had with the district until 65 when we okay. when she goes on Medicare. That's so great. Are you on her insurance? I am, yeah. How old is she? She is 59 as well. Do you guys have kids? We do. We have uh, a son and a daughter. Uh, they're both in their 30s and um, fully on their own, but we do we do help them with stuff. They're on their own, except they're not. I love that. Okay. So, Charles, how much do you earn right now in your full-time position? I earn, uh, including my, my bonus, it's around 150000 a year. How much do you figure you guys need to live on? Like, let's just say you retire in three years. What is the amount that we are shooting for that you need for your expenses? I did like a monthly budget a couple of years ago and it came out around 7,000. I haven't gone back and, and, and updated Let's inflate it. that. Let's just say 8,000. Yeah. Even, yeah, 8,000. That's probably right? reasonable. Yeah. Or even, you know, we can do more, but let's just say, you, would you be more comfortable just saying 9,000 just so we I, have yeah, it? Let's I do would. that. That's okay. a little betting, yeah. And will you be entitled to any sort of pension when you retire? Um, I will have a very small pension. I think it's seven thousand dollars a year from a, a job I had at a hospital. Okay, so I'm going to say that your pension income will be eighty-seven thousand dollars a year. <laughs> okay. Um, will you both be entitled to Social Security? Yes, we will. Okay. Do you happen to have those amounts at your uh, let's call it your full retirement age. Let, give me those amounts. I'm doing this based off memory. I think it was 32000 for myself, and I don't know what it is for my wife. Well, it's probably, a, I mean, she was a, you said she was a principal? Yes. Yeah. So she, she made a lot. What was her last year of uh, work? What did she earn full time? Um, she was uh, around 135000 All right. So, you know, we essentially know that by the time you guys get to your full retirement age, your pension plus your two social security checks will more than cover your needs, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Given that we know that, what's your concern right now? Um, Well, my concern, one thing is, you know, how am I going to, I don't want to, I don't want to take my social security early and get hit with the penalty, right? I'd rather wait as long as I can um, to do that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that, you know, I have enough to tide me over, you know, through that interim period until I turn, you know, 66. Okay. So let's talk about what you have. So tell us about your retirement account savings so far. So the retirement amount savings, I have an IRA 
with Vanguard with index funds, Mm $472,000. I've got a Roth IRA with Vanguard, $78,000. And I have a 401k that has uh, $515,000 in it. Now, um, what about your wife? Did she have, in addition to her pension, did she have a deferred comp plan? She did. She's got um, 60000 in a 403B, and she's got the inherited IRA that I had mentioned with uh, $275,000 in it. When did the person die? Uh, he died le- uh, a little over a year ago. It was her father. Okay. So she has to get that out within 10 years, right? Yeah. From the way I read that, she's yep. got 10 years to get it out. Yep. There's Which no is good. on when you can take it or what amounts. Right, so right. Down to 10 years, right? Okay, so that's good. That's good. So it's last year. All right, this is this could work out beautifully, as a matter of fact. So I'm very happy about this. Okay, so now let's think about a couple of other things. Money in the bank or a brokerage account? In other words, non-retirement savings. So non-retirement savings... There's about 20000 in a high-yield savings that I use for like ongoing expenses, uh, yeah. for taxes, repairs, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. 20000 there. I've got about 20000 in my checking, again, for ongoing expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got kind of an emergency fund of $18,000 that's in a money market in Vanguard. And there's no other brokerage account, right? So most of the money is in retirement savings, Correct. Yeah, other than this cash, and I also have a company stock plan with um, about $50,000 worth of shares in the company hmm. that I work for. How about a home? Do you have one of those? I do. Um, so we have we have a home here in Rochester, and we also have a, uh, a house in Florida that we go down to in the winter. Oh, snowbirds. Wait a second. What's the house worth in Rochester? Um, that is worth about 250000 is there a mortgage still on that? There's no mortgage. No. Okay. What about Florida? What's Florida worth? Florida is worth about three hundred and fifty thousand, and there's no mortgage on that either. Oh my god! Um, and we and- also have a we also have a um, a cottage, a summer kind of a vacation home. This is a cottage that her father built, been in the family for years. Um, oh. So we have that as well. Okay. So all three of these you want to maintain, correct? Yeah, we want to maintain. And there's actually a mortgage on that summer home as well. There's a there's a $100,000 mortgage on that one. Okay. Yeah. And we rent that out in the summer because the taxes are so crazy. So we rent that out um, for half the summer and that kind of pays for the taxes and some of the mortgage on that one. What's the cottage worth, do you figure? That's that's a hard one, but I think it's worth around 500000 Oh my God. He said cottage mark. And I was thinking like little bitty cottage, you know, (laughs) 500,000. Okay. So all of this real estate is fabulous. The cottage is New York state, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. The reason why I asked that is that, you know how usually people are very focused on being like, I want to be in Florida for more than six months a year because it's better for tax purposes. Can you guys just be careful? Because I know that New York state has been cracking down on teachers who don't spend at least six months or six and a half months, let's call it, in New York to get that pension income, not get taxed by New York. So if you find yourself, like you actually should keep track of how much time you're in Florida versus New York, because God forbid you are ever audited, it's bad. They'll tax that $80,000 of pension if you find yourself in Florida for more than six months in the year. Oh, wow. Good to know. 
All right. So let me be clear. You got no problems. You're great. This is fantastic. So what's going to happen is, let's say in the, right now, are you maxing out your retirement through work? I'm not. I'm close, but I'm not quite maxing it out. Do you have a match? Yes, there is a match. Up to what percent? Up to uh, 4%. I would do something completely opposite. Again, we're in like bizarro land because you're doing planning work for like making a big change. What I would do is I would put up to 4% and the rest of the money, I would stop contributing to retirement accounts. I think you should build up your non-retirement savings in anticipation of the next three years. So that by the time you are looking or whatever, two and a half years, when you're 62, I want the money that's just in savings checking money market. I want you to have a little extra money because we need to spend down some of your money for the five years that you are not going to be working before you claim social security, right? So I think there's a great combination here because your wife has this inherited IRA. And what I would do is I would not take any money out now. I would wait until you and your income goes away. So at age, your age 62, you can divvy it up, probably be six or seven years that you have to take the money out. Use that money every year to fund the gap between her pension and your little pension and your expenses. And then because you actually know that you have to take that money out, you're doing so before you have other income because it's taxable income to you, right? Let's see. The person died last year. So that's year one is this year or was it last year for the distribution? When did the clock start ticking? I think it started uh, ticking last year because that's when all the paperwork went through at the end of the year, right before the end of the year last year. Okay. So let's pretend that you have six years to get the money out, okay? But when you stop earning your 150, then she's going to take out what essentially is about 45 grand a year. Okay. You have to pay tax on it. So, you know, it's going to add to your taxable income. So it'll be, here's what your taxable income will look like when you're 62, her 80, your seven from that old pension and this 45. So it's not going to be like you're in a huge tax bracket, but that should be I think that does it for you, right? Because when you think about what your needs are, even if you need a little extra money, then you can dip into the cash that you're saving between now and the time you retire. So doesn't that work out kind of nicely? Because it, it's sort of like, it's like a beautiful um, symmetry that, you know, it's it's 87. I don't know. Let's just say that out of 45, 46, let's say that you, let's say you cleared 30. I mean, I think that this gives you your $110,000 a year after tax. And if you don't have it all, you will have saved up some extra money in your cash accounts. And I think it works beautifully. So delay taking any money out of the inherited IRA until you stop working. And then for whatever years you have left there before Social Security, so it's, you know, five or six years, whatever it is, take the money out over those from the time you retire to when you're claiming Social Security. That's it. It's as easy as that. And I think you'll be very happy. And then, you know, essentially, when once you're retired, it's a situ- it's a really interesting situation because you have a ton of money. You will be able to tap some of this money. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you're going to be in a higher tax bracket than you would have imagined just because you have pension income. So you'll have pension income, and then you're going to have to start taking money out of your retirement account. So, you know, if you are starting to give some money away to your kids, 
you may want to start dribbling money out of your retirement account. If you're charitably inclined, you'd want to use a qualified charitable distribution, all of these things. But you have plenty of money. You can do what you want. You can retire in two and a half years. You could probably actually retire before then. Okay. That's awesome. So the two things are, let's pull back our retirement, the retirement contributions now, build up your cash reserves and delay taking those inherited IRA distributions until you stop working. And then you're good. You're good to go. Awesome. That's a great plan. Thank you very much. Okay. Now, of course, I have to do one last thing. Do you have your estate documents done? Yes. Yes. Last year after, after her father passed away, we, you know, we said as she was dealing with the mess, we were like, you know what? We're not going to put our kids through this when we die. So we wait we a second. Did, together. did dad not have a, a um, any estate documents? He did, but they were not in good shape. It's such a drag, isn't it? It's so avoidable. Also, once you do, once you have to go through that yourself, then you're like, nah, not never. That's never happening in my life. I absolutely agree. Good for you. Um, anything else we can do for you? Nope. That's it. Thank you so much. Another happy, happy listener. Have fun. Enjoy your um, your semi-retirement, I guess, or contemplate your retirement. If you would like to run by some different scenarios by me and Mark, then all you need to do is go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com. You click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're on the website, you can subscribe to our other broadcast. It's Eye on Money. And you can also pre-order The Great Money Reset. It is available right now. And there's a big, huge, splashy cover right on the front page. So check it out. Do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.